Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And you're listening to Calling All Sports on one of 15 South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa radio stations. You can also listen online. I know a lot of people do that. You can also listen later if you want. Uh, our shows are archived on a daily basis. I usually have them done within about 10 minutes after the show is over, so you can always go up to our website and find the archive for the show that you want to listen to. And um, I'm sure today's will get listened to a lot uh, by friends and family of Larry Luchens. I would sure think so. I know the, the episode we did with Bob Young, uh, it was a it was the Thursday before Bob passed away. We had him on the show, and I, I get goosebumps thinking about the fact that um, that we were able to do that, and it's it's something that uh, it's I've gone back and listened to it a couple times, and I usually don't listen to the shows. So you can do the same thing with today's show too, if you missed it, or if you just want to listen to it again. Uh, our next guest is Tim Hazlett joining us, and Tim, you got a very different story uh, than than Fred Paulson was on here in the first half, and he was great. Uh, it, the things that he and Coach uh, experienced together. Uh, you know, with Fred losing his son Derek and, and, you know, the entire community of Custer being there for him during that time. I just can't imagine that. But, uh, it, that's when you find out who your friends are, isn't it, Tim? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was really a tough time. That was a tough time for Larry and for everyone in the Custer community for sure. But thanks for having me on, Mark. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I was kidding here right before the break when I said, your friendship with Lance goes all the way back to when you guys were little growing up in Custer, and uh, and here you both are in Sioux Falls now, and here you are, his boss. You're the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you're the, you're the principal at Roosevelt, and he's the assistant principal. Whoever would have thought that? That's right. We would have never dreamed it up. Um, actually, for a long time, I'd call him when he was out in Colorado and say, you should come fly in Sioux Falls, and then I gave up, and then he finally did. He called me and said, I applied at Lincoln. That's where he got in there, and then... A few years after that, we had a chance to have him move over here, and it's, it's just been a blessing. And we talked about that time as far as the two of us and why that happened that way. And you never know for sure, but we said, you know, as your parents get older and you go through these things, that might be one of the reasons we're together again uh, to help each other and, and go through this kind of time. And I was honored to be able to do that with him and his last, especially this last tough month and a half with his dad. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my arms around this because we talked for a little bit this morning, and it sounds like you and I both were pretty lucky in terms of the times that we visited with Larry. I, I you know, I've done this before with people that I think, oh, he's going to get not not 100% better, but he's going to get well enough to go back to grand living and, and get back to kind of normal and and it in the last week or so in particular it just it 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 went downhill fast that's so hard to see a loved one in that in that kind of a situation so i'm glad you were there for lance to help him out through all this yeah we were there together and it was good and um kind of have a unique perspective i think when i I, after you called this morning i thought about it like i really moved to custer in 1978 and immediately became friends with lance and larry was a part of my life from that point on really um which is unique a lot of times you meet your high school coach for the four years you're there you maybe make a connection after but i saw him as my my good friend's dad uh one of the people that we would spend the nights together and be at each other's house and do that and my dad was the lutheran pastor that they went to that church and both larry and my dad were brought there by a guy named dick bonson who was an influence for all their 
for them. And so the connections are really kind of interesting. And then fortunately, I went through Custer at the time when we were in those epic battles with Lennox and, and had so much success and so much fun. And, and then I wanted to be a coach. And back then, you couldn't, uh, co- uh, Coach Luchens couldn't coach his kids. So he needed somebody to coach uh, for him in the summer times. And so I would do that after I'd leave Augustana. I'd go back and coach Custer's team all summer long. He was a pioneer in so many ways, but one of them was having your teams play in the summer. <laughs> and uh, then he would have a running coaching clinic for me. So I was I was really fortunate to have that that uh, friendship in so many different ways. What was it about Larry from your perspective? Well, let me let me back up. What was that like for you to play for him, having a, an a completely different relationship? Because, like you said, you, you spent the night. You know, you did sleepovers <laughs> with Lance, and now all of a sudden. This guy is your your coach, and you kind of know each other a little bit differently. Yeah, you know, um, it was it was uh, it was actually very normal. Um, I think he did a wonderful job of navigating all the publicity and the stuff with keeping his relationship with Lance, um, father son, and then coach coach and, and son as, as as separate as possible. And I actually think that that kind of was the same way that I viewed it. I never really felt um, anything different than that. And he was I just had so much respect for him and his knowledge of the game and stuff that. When we went on, I, I did. It really wasn't a hard, tra- hard transition. Is that what sticks out the most for you when you think about what a great coach he is? Was the fact that his knowledge of the game was so supreme? Yeah, Larry was. I was talking to Lance before. It's like he's honestly, truly one of the most genuinely positive, appreciative people that I've ever met, and I somewhat envious of that sometimes. Like he just, he will meet somebody and he will say that Mark Overton, he is so nice. He's the, oh, he did such a great job and he, he just means it and he, he brings that with him. So that energy along with just an incredible knowledge. One thing that I tell people is I didn't realize, you know, we had a lot of success in high school and I just, you just, that's who your coach is. That's what you have. You have that in front of you until I became a coach and I'd go to the Nike, uh, coaches clinics and listen to Shishevsky and, and coach Williams and go watch a Kansas practice. And I was like, this isn't any different than what we did in high school. You know, and that was that was when I realized that, that wow, we really had something special there, and and uh, and Larry and how how he ran his practices and how he conducted that program. For those on the eastern part of the state who honestly never really got to see Custer play that much, explain what that entire era was like, because <laughs> uh, you know we're we're talking about you know almost 800 wins for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I, like I said, I was kind of going back, thinking a lot about moving to town, and there was an excitement about the basketball program there and how they played. And and they played, like, somebody I remember saying, you got to go watch Custer. Like, those kids throw baseball passes all the way down the floor, and they just, he was kind of an innovator in that way. And uh, it was just part, of, it became part of the culture, and it was part of what we did in town. If you're going to go there, um, if you wanted to do that, one of your goals was to try to play basketball when you got in high school. And that had been built in the 80s and, and through that. And then part of it was this very unique situation that came around when, when cause Lance is, the, is his son and it draw so many more people to really having that interest. Plus, we had opportunities in developing our skills in elementary school. And you're in a one-school town, so you just – he had his fingers on kindergarten on up for how to develop your basketball players. And, and, you know, in a small town, you can't let anybody who has potential get missed in that. So they did a great job with that. Um, that development and then um, we started really working together and then of course there were people so many interesting connections like he coached Terry Long and yep. Terry's son Trevor was one year above me I was there and Lance was below me and then we just we just had a 
at a time when there was just a lot of a lot of talent and a lot of a lot of great people in town as well um influences um together at that time and it was it was really something that led to us having a ton of success and going to quite a few of those state championships finally winning the one in uh my junior year in 90 and that was against Red Cloud which is a whole other aspect of what Larry did is is kind of work some some magic and some um uh, to help with relations between Native American community and and the Custer community at the time. I was I'm really glad you brought that up because to me that's one of the things I think of more than anything else when I think of Larry Luchens is that yes, he was a great basketball coach and won several state titles and won all these games, but I I think about that, Tim, and what did that mean to the community and what you know what what got Larry so fired up to do that? Well, I just learned that not too long ago. Part of it was probably in the book that Lance and Bob Parsons wrote, but, and I was talking to him. Um, he said, he, you know, one of the things that you never want to forget about Larry is he wanted to win as much or more than anything else. And so a lot of his motivation of things that turned out really positive were because he wanted to be great at that. So he told me, he said, when I started, I wanted to play to be the best. You got to beat the best. And I wanted to play the best teams mm-hmm. because the best teams around there were the Native American teams on the reservation. So, that's what he said. I started wanting to schedule those guys so we could play them because he respected their basketball skills. And then since we started playing those teams and interacting with that, I know we got invited to the Lakota Nation tournament, uh, started playing up there and kind of became part of that, that event. And then there was a lot of times where, you know, Larry was also an administrator in, in the school. And I, I just remembered this in talking to my own dad this morning too about, um, we had some exchange programs for some kids would go down to Pine Ridge and, spend a day of school there with student council and come up to Custer and do those kind of things. So there was a lot of intentionality behind building some of those relationships. I don't think people understand the significance of Custer playing in the Lakota Nation tournament. Yeah, at that time. And it was it was at a time when uh, when I was a third grader, I was sitting in my classroom in Custer, and I heard the Native drums start going, and something was up, and there was a lot of tension in the air, and that's when uh, Den- uh, uh, Dennis Banks was, was brought back from California from the uh, uh, 1972 incident in Custer where there was a, uh, a uh, some kind of a, a conflict that went way back into, uh, I don't want to get too far into the historical thing, but it was an interesting time around there. That was also the time of, of something called the Bradley Bill when uh, Senator Bradley was going to talk about giving the Black Hills back to the Native American mm-hmm. people. And so there was a lot of tension in the air. And amidst that time, there were some very courageous people, Larry being one, who said, well, let's, let's reach out and, and do some things here that um, – help build bridges and between these two communities i i just i don't know i just to me again that's the thing that almost stands out more than anything else with with larry was the man had a big heart and i don't know how many people knew how big it was yeah yeah and that's what i mean and a big heart with um probably one of the most expressive personalities and facial gestures and features i've ever seen before he could he could light up a room in a hurry and um, I noticed that one of uh, one of his former players, a guy named Sean Bitts, had put something on Facebook, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but it was so great. It was like Larry had that walk when he'd enter the room or walk like he had he was privy to some information that none of the rest of us knew. <laughs> that was always kind of true. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what was it like growing up there and being a part of that program? You, you talked about the great players. I'm does it make that much of a difference in a community to have teams that are that successful and players that are that good that 
make the little kids want to grow up and try. And it's one thing to want to be a, a Lance Luchens or, or Derek yeah. Paulson, but very few have that athletic ability naturally. you got to work really hard at it. Most kids in most communities probably don't work hard enough to be that great. They might work hard enough to be really good. But what was it? I mean, is it, did that sort of foster this excellence year after year, having these teams and players who, who were so great? That's a great question. I think that sometimes, you know, it's the continued development of kids and fundamental skills in the program that make some of those kids. There was always a kid or two who made the difference in the state tournament that wasn't necessarily um, going to be a star when you look back into sixth grade or fifth grade. Um, and a lot of kids really get after basketball early and they they love it and they play fifth, sixth, and seventh grade and then they have other interests come in and they just don't practice as much, you know, in those towns. And so you always had that core group of kids who were like, especially with, with what Lance would do and how they would, he would have workouts on his own. So you would drag two or three of the rest of us who might do it twice as much as we would have anyway. <laughs> and it helped that kind of thing. One of the things that was interesting, the hardest part of that in any, anything that's kind of dynastic like that is, is sustaining that success. And so some of the, there was some times where, you know, I could, I remember recalling some of the young kids thought you just, you just got to go to state. You just got to go to, you know, win that. And that just happened. That's part of what we do. So they kind of had to rebuild that in a little bit. And then luckily the Paulsons moved to town and they got back in there again on that one. Yeah. I mean, there just aren't many towns. White River's gone to what, 18 straight state tournaments? And, but it's, yeah. but, but, you know, they've got a great coach. He worked. Yeah. That doesn't just happen. No, it's a huge difference. And I have to admit that I've met a lot of kids that later that we played and we beat that once you started playing just uh, open gym with them, you realize they were pretty good players. And maybe we weren't quite as great as we thought we were as players and we had some darn good coaching. And it doesn't hurt any to have a confident attitude, though. That makes you play better than you are, usually, if it's if, if it's realistic. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Actually, you know, my my senior year, we ended up losing to Lennox in the championship. And uh, we were pretty much seen as overachievers, but we didn't know any different. I mean, um, we just during that time, it's it's crazy. That if you talk to people in, in that era, when you talk about freshman ball, JV ball, and varsity, you, you probably have losses in less than five or less in, in when you count up all that experience. So part of that is, is absolutely there. But one of the things that Larry did so well is, is we we played and played against the game all the time because we had certain competition that maybe wasn't going to be that good, but we were trying to – he could get you to try to play at a level. I mean, we've talked about that too. Is Sometimes some of the things I remember where you had that high of saying, we really are playing awesome was in practice, you know, where it just really felt like that was something special and it was a practice. So the idea of going out and playing that higher level and learning how to how to keep that going and sustain that no matter what the opponent was was something he was awesome at. Tim Hazlett is our guest. He is the principal at Roosevelt, grew up in Custer, great friends, best friends with Lance Luchens and, of course, uh, the Luchens family. That accountability, I'm guessing, is is probably part of the reason why the success was so great. Guys didn't want to let coach down. And they didn't want to let each other down. I mean, there's, there's, you're, it's almost like you're playing for something more, something bigger and greater, which generally can propel you to those things too. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, coach, he was, you know, he was, he was tough too. Don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. He, uh, he was, uh, he could get upset, but it wasn't in a, it was never in a way that was personal or, or demeaning. He was always, uh, about how you played or if your behavior wasn't right. He would hold us accountable in that way, like, like forever. Uh, 
uh, one of the funniest. I was I was only about six one and a half. I wanted to be six two, and we were playing Stevens. <laughs> Wait a minute, six, eight, six, six one seven. and a half rounds up to six two, Tim. <laughs> okay, that's good. I finally made it. Yep. So uh, I this is real quick, but I, they, they had this huge kid come through, and I was just down there, didn't know what to do, so I just smoked him in the sternum as hard as I could with my elbow, and, and coach didn't see it, and so the ref called it, and I looked over, shrugged my shoulders, and hit my hands up like I don't know. So the next day in the hallways, he goes, hey, look, get in here. Said, <laughs> he goes, look at this play. And he looks, and I see myself smoke that kid in the, in the uh, sternum, and, and he kind of he gives me the shrug in the hands like, oh, I don't know, coach. I don't know, coach. He's get out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> so I didn't know what else to do with that big a guy. So there was a lot of stories and a lot of fun that was had during that time. If somebody said, all right, Tim, uh, I, I need a – I need a Larry Luchin story. What's the thing that comes first to your mind? Oh, jeez. There's one that I don't know why. It was it was because of the confident walk and the smile. We were at Sturgis, and I wasn't even playing yet. I was just in junior high with Lance, and, and there was some guy sitting in the second or third row just heckling him the whole first half and just yelling at Coach Luchin, not even watching the game. And I was I thought, what is going on with this? And he gets up with that big smile and that walk struts across floor goes and whispers something in the guy's ear it struts back to the locker room and i don't know to this day i believe it was and the guy didn't say a word the second half wow. i believe it was something if i remember it right it was something like you realize you're embarrassing your entire family or something like that just to hold him accountable as a fan too but just i remember that for some reason this clear as day as, as one of them but there's so many so many that you could go back to and and recall, and, and uh, I know that at, at, in the future, there will be a bunch of us that get together and do that. I know there's going to be a, a, a celebration eventually in Custer, uh, yeah. which is perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I, I wish it was here, but it needs to be in Custer. Um, what What did Larry mean to the town, city, town of Custer? Well, to all the kids that he coached, or most of the kids he coached anyway, it was a it was a a definite figure of, of hope and promise and of confidence that a lot of us probably left that town and that, that school with more confidence, confidence and belief in ourselves than we deserved. And, and that, that belief, and he, he said that all the time, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. And we would, uh, take that out into what we do now. And I often look back and say, well, why did I think I could do that? What, you know, I don't, you know, and I think a lot of it was not only Larry, but some of the other influences of our time there that put that in us and, and, uh, with the idea that we could do it. So I think that's what it did. It gave a sense of pride, um, for, for a town, no doubt about it, um, like that. And, and, you know, sometimes how things go when you're in a town, you can be a prophet in your own town. And sometimes you're not really appreciated right in front of everyone as much as you, as you are across the state or the region. Because <laughs> it's still life and it's still real. And, and, uh, that's, that's, that's for sure how it goes being a coach in small town America. And look at how many guys have gone on to coach that are part of his, you know, his tree, so oh. to speak. Yeah, I don't know. You could, I don't know how you could draw that out. It's pretty amazing and all the connections that, and we were lucky, like you said, it was very interesting how some of them came together and it's relational relationships. Great people draw great people and they end up working together in the same areas and, and uh, then success follows. Well, thanks for your time. This has been wonderful. Give that charming bride of yours a hug from me. I sure miss her as the volleyball yeah. coach. She, we, we had so much fun together, but uh, it's uh, 
this this is not an easy day, and yet I hope it's been good for you to talk about Larry because it's been good to have you on here talking about him. I can tell you that. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark, and really I appreciate all you do for high school sports and for sports in the, in the whole state. So thanks so much. You bet. Tim Hazlett, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll be right back. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet, Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013. Or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Rosenbauer, the world's largest manufacturer of firefighting equipment, is inviting you to join them in building life-saving fire trucks. Based in Lyons, South Dakota, they offer great pay, up to $26 an hour, depending on experience. They have generous health benefits, flexible start times, weekends off, and PTO that starts the day you do. With on-the-job training in most positions, you can build a difference in the world at Rosenbauer. Apply online at buildfiretrucks.com. Rosenbauer is an equal opportunity employer including veterans and disability orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life you sit out when others head out you find yourself saying not today when you really wish you could if you've been avoiding the activities you used to love make a change the expert team at sanford orthopedics and sports medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care we have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action because life is better with the freedom to move Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat-later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Heat-later are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 heat and glow and heat later models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. 
Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And also by Arby's. Arby's has the meats. Arby's has the treats. Whether it's the the the, the standby that you just know you can count on or something new, because they like to update their uh, menu quite a bit during the course of uh, the year. The stuff you can find sometimes in the summer you can't find in the winter, but you can always find the you know the roast beef and cheese and curly fries. And hey, by the way, congrats to the Edgerton Southwest Christian softball team. They won that state championship on Friday after we talked to Andrew Fleischman. And I told Andrew, I said, uh, well, I think the deal was they were going to do eyelashes and stuff to him. I don't know. But I don't know if you listened Friday, but I offered to buy a barrel of curly fries from Arby's if they want. So I haven't heard back from Andrew. I'm guessing they chose the alternative just because it was so much fun to embarrass their coach. But congrats to them for winning the state title. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lewis Drug. Lewis has been around for 81 years now. 81 years. I was in there twice over the weekend. I, I mean, that's that's when I seem to go in the in there the most often is over the weekend. I feel like I got a graduation or a wedding or whatever. I had a big wedding on Saturday to go to, and they they came through for me as they always do. So uh, it's not only your first stop; it's really your only stop. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hague Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.